The city had no need of sun or moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gave it light, and its lamp was the Lamb. I mentioned in my first homily on Revelation a few weeks ago a particular book, actually two books. I even had someone ask me for the title of one of those books in the last couple of weeks. I am not sure who picked up my copy of The Lamb's Supper by Dr. Scott Hahn, but I put a copy on the table with all of the other books that have been that have all disappeared. I'm glad they went. I hope all of you who took some books enjoy them. But I want to focus this weekend on Dr. Hahn's book just a little. The last two weekends, I have talked about the warfare that goes on in the book of Revelation. I talked about how Mary how that includes Mary and what the number 666 means. Check out my podcasts for that information. I'm not going to review it. Instead, I want to talk about what Dr. Hahn discovered when he first came to Mass. He is a convert and was a noted biblical scholar before his conversion to Catholicism. By the way, two of his sons have become Catholic priests. He says in his book that he was overwhelmed at the amount of biblical references we have built into the Mass. He noted that it was especially true from the book of Revelation. One of his surprising discoveries was how often we refer to Jesus as the Lamb of God in the Mass. He noted in the book of Revelation that there are 28 times that Jesus is referred to as the Lamb. This is no coincidence. The Lamb was, in Hebrew tradition, the best offering to God. The Lamb was what was sacrificed on Passover. And we even refer to the Mass at times as the Passover meal of Christians. This leads us especially to recognize what should have been, should never have been dropped from our consciousness. The Mass should be called the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass. The book of Revelation makes it very clear that the Lamb had, had been slain and yet lives. This is clearly a reference to Jesus. Revelation also speaks about the wedding feast of the Lamb. So we are involved in something that is truly heavenly whenever we attend Mass. The following is from the Second Vatican Council's document called The Constitution on the Divine Liturgy. Dr. Hahn quoted it directly in his book. This is the quote. In the earthly liturgy, we take part in a foretaste of that heavenly liturgy, which is celebrated in the holy city of Jerusalem. This is the new Jerusalem that comes down out of heaven as the bride of Christ, toward which we journey as pilgrims, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God, a minister of the holiest of the holies and of the true tabernacle. We sing a hymn to the Lord's glory with all the warriors of heaven, of the heavenly army, venerating the memory of the saints. We hope for some part and fellowship with them. We eagerly await the Savior. Our Lord Jesus Christ, until he, our life, shall appear, and we too will appear with him in glory. So, why is this important? It tells us that it tells us what is happening in the context of every Mass. When we come to Mass, we are not just entering into this particular building that we are in now. Every Catholic Church is in reality the threshold of heaven. We are invited by the Lamb of God to enter into the mystery of the entire book of Revelation, of the entire course of salvation history, of the entirety of our faith. I have to admit, much to my shame, that I am not always aware of this marvelous mystery that we are involved in with the sacrifice of the Mass. If we could just see beyond what our eyes show us here in the church, if we could see beyond the threshold of heaven that is the church, if we could see into the reality that is heaven when we come to Mass, what would our reaction be?
I would guess that there would be two reactions, one great, the other tragic. The great reaction would be that we would not want to stop only here on that threshold, but we would want to run through and to that heavenly banquet that is the fulfillment of every sacrifice of the Mass. We would not stop until we could get cl as close as possible to the throne of grace where Jesus sits. However, we are limited to this earth yet. It is a struggle to get past our own limitations that keep us from beholding the face of God. The most profound moment for me as a priest during the Mass is when I am holding the chalice and the host just before I receive communion and I say, Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. There are times at that moment of the Mass when I do not want to proceed to receive communion. I would simply rather stand there, my arms raised, holding the King of kings and Lord of lords, and worship him for all he has done. The tragic reaction, would, if we could see beyond the threshold of heaven, would be that we would turn and run. So great is the glory and love of God that some will not be able to stand in the presence of that. But it is the goal of the church not to let any of her children be so weak in faith that they could not gaze on the loveliness of the Lord, the greatness of God. But being a realist, I cannot but think that there are some who will not come into this glorious threshold of grace, of faith, of hope, of love. This is why we are here. It is not so we can get something from the Mass. It is so that we can give of ourselves in the sacrifice of our own to the one who sacrificed his life and now reigns forever in heaven. This is the true meaning of the book of Revelation, in my opinion. Yes, it is about the battle royale that goes on between Satan and us and God. But it is the victory of our God that we declare every time we open the doors to this church and enter into the threshold of heaven to celebrate the Mass. It is the victory of our God every time we read through the book of Revelation or any part of the Bible. It is the victory of our God that we proclaim before a world that does not understand it. It is the victory of our God. This is the victory of our God. Amen.